All right, welcome back everybody. For those who just got the 18 second intro before, I didn't have my volume sorted out properly, so it's all back. Welcome everybody, first live stream of 2023. It's been so long. It, I think the last one I did was right before New Year's in December, so it's been ages. Thank you everybody for um, supporting the channel. I had so many cool videos scheduled up uh, in the future already, so I'm sort of like working my way backwards at the moment. So. There's a lot of cool stuff coming up, but I just wanted to say thanks again for all the support. If you like listening to audio stuff, as always, this will be posted on In The Blues Tone podcast, and that will also go through on Spotify and on iTunes. So welcome, everybody. All right, let's try this again. There's <laughs> always a, a bug in the system sometimes when you uh, haven't streamed for so long. Uh, I've taken the bandages off my head for the first time this since I had it done, so... Uh, I'll show you a bit later on. It's out of shot. It looks better with them off, at least when you can see me from the front than from the back. But I'm just going to pop the chat out here, make it a little bigger so I can see what's going on. All right. AM Guitar, welcome, man. Hope you're doing well. First in, we've got Keith. Welcome back. Thanks for being a channel member, mate. I appreciate it. We've got uh, Jamal's here. Awesome stuff, mate. Thanks for all the support and uh, for joining in as well. It must be early there, right? Is it early? We've got Ricardo, Bloom, Tick Bloom, welcome, welcome. Sassy Cat, Tusima, uh, morning. All right, Scott says, good day, welcome, man. All right, awesome stuff. So uh, thanks for thanks for joining in, everybody. Porkchop Express, thanks again. All right, so uh, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of weird weeks going on. So I shot uh, like 20 videos, which is crazy. I did them in like five days or something. It was insane. And mixed with my exercise regime <laughs> i kind of like ended up getting an rsi injury in my forearm and i had it looked at rick looked at it and he said yeah it's sort of like typical kind of um issue just let it heal up and it's been a few weeks and i haven't played i'm really itching to play i also have a gig coming up in uh, about two weeks that i need to really practice for it's three sets i haven't done three sets in a long time so that'll be fun and right after uh uh, when was it Wednesday or Thursday? I ended up getting some stuff cut off the back of my head. Um, nothing serious again, but uh, just a little bit on the debilitating side for a few days there. I shouldn't complain. I mean, it wasn't anything serious, so it was fine. And I opted to get it done. So um, it was just some some little skin tag things that I've had removed. And yeah, it just sort of put me in a situation where I didn't want to film with like bandages or a hat on in, in the studio there. So... I'm going to start getting back into um, filming some stuff. You know, Fender have sent me a really cool item I'm going to share with you as the next video. At least the next video that I'll film. Again, I've got a whole bunch of stuff sort of stockpiled up just in case. Um, we're going to go through all the classic pedals, which is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Some of these I haven't tested for 10 years or more. So um, sort of revisiting some stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. So welcome, everybody. Thank you again for all the support here. We've got Todd Steeles here. Welcome, mate. Awesome stuff. Learjet. Second time lucky. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for those who saw me go live. And then I, I just cut it. What happened was I was testing my audio. So I had to turn on the TV screen or the, the computer monitor, the audio. And then when I played it back, like when I went live, it just went straight through and looped. So I was like, all right, let's sort that out. All right, welcome everybody. So if anyone has any uh, questions, we're gonna take some questions, chat a little bit about gear, let us know if you uh, if you 
have seen anything that's caught your eye or interest and let us know what you think of that relic strat as well by the way the little uh, seafoam green one that i posted man that thing sounded good it's expensive <laughs> it's way too expensive all right dylan's here welcome man sorry if i didn't say hi before all right the old outlaw welcome welcome Sounds like some brutal training. You know, I've been training. I've been doing weights for ages. I'm really, I don't really train to get like huge. I just train to balance my life out from sitting around. There's too many fat guitar players, especially on YouTube. So I always try to keep a good balance between like exercising and and doing my other stuff. But um, yeah, it was just a, a I think a series of things that I changed that just made it worse really quickly. And I know. I think I know what it was. It was a certain exercise. I, I'm not. I don't do enough. And it had a different sort of like um, range of movement on it. Anyway, so I think from something's gone on right here. It was clicking and doing all kinds of weird stuff. But uh, yeah. So sorry, I haven't been doing any live streams. To be honest, I, I lost a little bit of interest in YouTube for a, quite a while. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I was looking at the landscape of what's going out across channels and. The best thing I could have done was unsubscribe from like 30 channels. And that's what I've done. I unsubscribed to maybe 11 guitar channels. Um, and I feel like there's so much disposable stuff going up. It just felt like I needed a break. I needed a break from posting, which is why I had that break at the start of the year. Uh, and then I just sort of wasn't interested in like talking about gear because I was always around it. Um, you know, rather than just doing it all the time. I, I like doing stuff on the channel that interests me. And if I'm motivated to do it, that's when I'll do it. And I'm back. So <laughs> welcome back, everybody. This live streaming setup is going to be sick. I've got like the computer set up. I've got, I'm going to have two cameras set up. I might have a few people come in at some point in time. So stay tuned for that, but it's going to be fun. So um, yeah, welcome back. And thank you for hanging in there. All right, so this mouse that I'm using in my hand doesn't work with the computer that's over here. So anyway, all right. Uh, Raphael says, uh, hey, Shane, missed the live streams. I'd probably just reply to that, but welcome, welcome. Did I see the Squire Paranormal leak? I, I did not. Is it leaked officially anywhere? Like, is it on? Let's see if this works. Ready? Boom. How about that? Hopefully this works for everybody. Let us know if there's any issues with... Uh, <laughs> Look at the trending searches, searches here. Rat poisoning. I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, uh, let's have a look. Squire Paranormal. Are these official releases or are these... Uh, well, I guess it would just be if it's leaked, it means it's just come out, right? So we can uh, we can do this. Maybe it's this, right? Squire are making great stuff, man. Oh, great. Anyway, this is the UK site. Looks pretty cool. Sort of. It looks, um, it's very 70s. It looks like a 70s guitar to me, but maybe that's just me. I don't know if that, the shapeshift is the one you were talking about, but give me some keywords and I'll look it up. All right, hopefully that all worked. That's the first time I've done that. <laughs> Um, uh, Raphael says, just to share with you, it's been a year now from when I started playing live at open mic nights and such, and you were really instrumental when sharing your love for jams and live playing. Hey, thanks, man. I mean, it, the idea is to play to people or play with others, and it's not just to obsess over gear. 
it's to you know get out there and use it if you've got that opportunity to do so you know so many people will waste years of doing obsessing over gear more than actually using the gear <laughs> i have a, i have a tech channel as well which i've been contributing to and you know the camera niche is very similar everyone's obsessed with what's coming out next but it's like you've already got something great you know use it and enjoy it or at least you know you can be obsessed with whatever's coming out next but it doesn't take away from the fact that whatever you've got's already probably ample you know so um getting out there and playing is what it's all about if you don't have an end goal or, or a constant challenge you know playing live is always different each time you do it it's never the same thing twice you can be playing with the same people for four weeks in a row and none of those weeks will be exactly the same or, or 52 weeks you know whatever the case may be so um yeah great stuff well done get out there and play live i'm gonna I'm, I'm getting back out there that's that's my goal now for the rest of the year i'm also going to be testing out some stuff in the context of a gig <laughs> again it's been ages yeah i was going to open mic nights up until i think roughly december and then i stopped um the one i was going to pretty much closed its doors to to the jam after like 30 years which was insane um and there wasn't really any others that were around that really weren't too clicky at least i felt like you know they're all if you know the people you get you get a good go kind of thing so that's the only downside to the jam nights but overall they're great yeah well done man i, I thanks for the kind words we got a huge guitar channel from ireland ireland yeah, i'd love to get there at some point that'd be super cool uh i'm not sure how to pronounce your name per s he says uh hello from norway norway's on my list I reckon Norway will probably be in the next three places I visit whenever that happens. I, I really want to go there. I love that side of the world. So welcome. Thank you. Any advice for... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to make this a bit bigger. I'm on my little um, crappy laptop over here. Any advice for hand and arm problems due to uh, too much playing? Uh, carpal tunnel. That's pretty much what I've had, right? So I got really sore in here to the point where... Uh, if you missed the start of the stream, I, I, I like would push and it would go, <laughs> it would click. That's how bad that was. So there's a few things you can do for it. Um, interestingly enough, I spoke to a guy that I, I'm working with, sort of doing some other projects at the moment. And he's, uh, well, if I tell you who he is, he's, anyway, he's a specialist, a sports expert, basically. I put it like that. He But he's told me to grab one of those um, round hard ball things that you can use to sort of like uh you can roll roll different areas out it's not a it's not a proper roller it's just like a small tennis ball size thing and it's got like little plastic bumps all over it and you roll it into your tricep which was strange because or into your forearm or whatever depending on how sore it is but that's what's worked for me uh, as soon as i started rolling my tricep it started to fix itself so sometimes it's not while it's really can be really sore in the forearm it could be coming from somewhere else i mean there's times where i've dealt with this on my cord hand before and one day i woke up and it disappeared and what happened was i ended up just pushing on it as hard as i could and it friggin hurt but it, eventually it it got better but um yeah i've started rolling using the roll the foam roller on my back and all that kind of stuff but now i'm also rolling on my arm and that's made a huge difference so maybe that'll help i'm not you know qualified to give you proper advice but that's what worked for me so and sometimes you're just going to give it a break but i also feel like doing nothing is the worst thing in the world so yeah 
Hey, we've got a new member, Adam uh, Slater. Welcome, man. Thank you so much for joining in. I appreciate it. I do post behind the scenes videos occasionally and some little behind the scenes photos and all that kind of stuff on my feed for the channel members, but um, I don't post just uh, any sort of like special long form content. It's just sort of like behind the scenes videos. So thank you. Pretty much similar stuff to uh, Patreon. Thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Uh, so hopefully that helps, man. The carpal tunnel, RSI, or tennis elbow, it all sucks. Uh, it, it's just, a, it's a terrible thing. Ah, it's not out yet. It was an actual leak. Okay, cool. Uh, no, I, I haven't. Uh, I must have missed that one. Uh, Rote Pillen Fraser, is it? Uh, says, Shane, I got my second tally made in America, and these ones have a buzzing, maybe in the cylinder saddles. Uh, I'm not sure what the... The second part of that question was, but buzzing can come from pretty much anywhere. A lot of there's this bad joke that goes around that uh, anyway. I'll, I'll give you the the normal version. Vendor are terrible at cutting the nuts on their actual, uh, you know, where the strings go over near the headstock. That's where a lot of the problems happen. They're, they're terrible, and sometimes the less expensive guitars have better cut nuts than the way more expensive ones. I've seen this firsthand a number of times, but um, I would say check to make sure that. The screws that go into the saddles as well near where the base of the guitar is, none of them are loose because I've had that problem before. I touched it and it stopped buzzing. I was like, oh, this is actually loose. And I just tightened it or pushed it down a little bit. It sorted itself out. That could be a number of different things, but uh, it shouldn't be too hard to fix either way. I mean, it really depends on where the buzzing is com coming from too. You can just sort of poke around and see what happens. Uh, <laughs> do I play right-handed in the Northern hemis Hemisphere? Sometimes if there's no lefties. <laughs> Hey, we've got Fat Philosopher here. Welcome, man. I, I don't know if I said hi before or if you didn't say hi, but anyway, welcome, mate. I'm just trying to catch up on the chat here. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining in. And if you missed the start, I just wanted to say thank you for all the support with the channel here. All right, Jacob says, just talking about you today, Shane, after 18 months of watching your two basement clips, I purchased the 59 basement yesterday. Uh... Uh, thanks heaps from Perth. Hey, awesome stuff, Jacob. Man, I tell you what, you turn a basement up, it's mighty. There's something pretty special about that. <laughs> They're loud, man. Woo! But uh, I, I guess one of the cool things about them is for a four 10-inch speaker amplifier, they're not that they're not that uh, heavy, so you can kind of pick them up and get them around okay. There's no reverb tank in them either for folks who don't know. So I, I think that's uh, that's a great amp for you know for the right person if you can get that up to the right volume man it's super cool um sassy cat thank you appreciate it welcome to super friends hey wow thank you mate thank you everybody for the support here i'm going to try and do more live streams coming up i i really needed a break from just talking about gear and being around it all the time and i think the problem was as i didn't get to before I wasn't doing anything outside of my house that much anymore music wise. I was just sort of like sitting around and not doing much. So the keys to the guitar shop, I did a couple of, I did one gig at a festival. I was like, oh, now I'm actually having a lot more fun. Not to say this isn't fun, but music for me was always about going out and playing live and doing this as well. And then it was just like, just doing this. I was like, it's still good for my playing because I'm always playing, but you lose that sort of, I was losing, as I mentioned before, the, the mindset of wanting to play over just stuff <laughs> and stuff is fun, but yeah, it's I, the balance is back. I feel good. Um, 
Raphael says, it's awesome to play on stage, but I do love guitars and gear, but it's not the only focus now. Yeah, there you go. That's that's perfectly said, mate. That is, uh, that's great. You just said what I tried to say in one sentence. So that's heaps better. Uh, how do you find good supportive jam nights in Melbourne? You just got to kind of ask around. I don't know what, I guess, well, I'm not on, I haven't been on Facebook forever. I actually closed down the In The Blues page. Um, it'd been up, but I hadn't really contributed much to it, maybe twice a year for the last three years after I got rid of my personal account. But um, yeah, you could probably find an easy web, you know, uh, uh, I guess just do some searches in your area. Most open mics or jam nights will have either some sort of social presence, whether it's a Facebook page. It might not be up to date, but uh, it might have a website. Some do that as well. Um, just if you know any musos in the area that uh, also go out and play live, just ask around too, because people know, like if you're a guitar player in Melbourne, for example, you'll know so many different players inherently if you go out and already gig or play live at jam. So there's plenty of people who are connected in the circuit and you can go check them out. But yeah, and the funny thing with jams, sometimes they're a lot of fun and other times it's just a real clicky mess and people think they're more special than everybody else. But everybody else is what contributes to the night succeeding. So it, it, I used to run jams for a long time. Some nights I didn't even play. So it's, uh, you know, you got to give everyone a go. But there's plenty around. Just I think the Oak Tree Tavern out in the basin is supposed to be really good. So um, yeah, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll be able to find him. Hey Jamal, welcome man, and also well done on all the playing too. He said you you're doing some uh, woodshedding as they call it, awesome stuff. Uh, he says one thing I've been working on is my dexterity on the fingerboard. My free time is limited, however, I've been doing spider exercises at least once a day and a weekend, and I've already seen some improvement. There you go, awesome. That's great news, man. I tell you what practice right before i hurt my arm i i was playing great i don't often say that about myself like i don't play i don't mean i'm like robert baker good right but for where i'm at i felt like i got better and i was flowing the ideas were, were there everything was there <laughs> and then th when once i wrecked this i pretty much uh I haven't played and I'm like, oh man, I hope it doesn't take too long to get back. But you're right. You can just spend a week even working on things and you'll see a difference. And that's what it's all about. So well done, mate. That, that's awesome. Um, oh, we've got a super chat here. I'll take that in just a sec. Um, what, which pickup do I usually solo on? So if I'm playing on a Strat, I'll generally start on the neck and then get over to the bridge. The bridge is something that a lot of people won't like unless you have a good pedal that makes it feel and sound great. Some people who usually say, oh, the Strat bridge pickup or the Tele bridge pickup is is too bright and just scratchy sounding. They don't have the the bright overdrive pedal. I use a Buffalo FX Carrera overdrive. Anytime I get on the bridge, that pedal's on. I have the Royal Flush. That's my always on my pedal board pedal. I love that thing, but... Um, if I want the fat bridge tone, I use that and it's awesome. So yeah, I usually, for more dynamic stuff, I'll play neck pickup. For more got nowhere to go, I'll go over to the bridge. Uh, Todd Steele says, did you end up selling your DSL 40? I, I haven't. Um, it's still in the it's still in the room. I thought I blew it up a while back. <laughs> and... You know, the great folks from uh, Hagem and Amps and 
VS Audio had a look at the circuit board with some high-res photos and I blew four fuses, so I was lucky. It was my own fault. I hadn't used it for so long, powered it on, had no sound. Turned it off, turned it back on. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I realized I must have been using it with the two notes Captor X and didn't have the uh, the chain in right. One of the cables wasn't in. So um, yeah, I ended up blowing the fuses, thankfully, and I, I put all the new fuses in. It's been perfect. So um, no, mine's still going strong. I, it sucks that you've got uh, issues with it. Uh, tube fuses and diode issues. Jeez. No, I've never, other than when I did that to the amplifier, I've, I've not had a problem with it. i got to admit, I haven't been taking it out and playing it at like full volume or anything like that. If I do use it here at the house, it's on 20 watt mode a lot of the time. Um, but it's been super reliable, like awesome. And I've opened the back up a few times, tried different speakers, you know, put all that kind of stuff in it. It's, it's still going strong. So it was a time where I was thinking about getting rid of it, but I'm not going to sell it now. It's just, it's great. Um, all right, AM Guitar, thank you, mate. Thank you for the super chat. You don't have to do that. Um, any highlights from NAM? VS Audio Platinum looked really cool. It did. I, I saw that on Instagram. It looked really good. Um, oh, on YouTube, was it? I can't remember where I saw it. You know what the, the highlight was for me? I liked KDH's video with Rob Chapman. Do you know when they took the selfie? I thought, how great is that? You know, all that, <laughs> all that stuff and the drama. It's like time to move on. That's That couldn't be a better thing to come out of NAMM. If anything came out of NAMM that was worth it, that was worth it. So uh, I, I would say that. But uh, you know what? I, I don't. I think I watched maybe two or three NAM videos. I didn't really watch much. I watched one of uh, some of Mike Bradley's stuff on Instagram, I'm pretty sure it was. But I, I'm not, again, I'm just, yeah, not as concerned about what's coming out next because a guitar with a different paint job is still a guitar kind of thing. So, um, yeah. I And in terms of pedals, I, <laughs> I usually just wait until the emails start coming in. All right, so thanks thanks again for the super chat, mate. You didn't have to do that. Um, have I ever had anything stolen at a gig? Uh, you know what? The only thing I've had go missing is some cables. And whether or not I lost them, I don't know if I lost them. That's the only thing. They were brand new and they were great. There was a closing down sale of one of the music shops and they were blowing out these German-made cables. They were so good. And I got back and I didn't have any cables, which were from a jam night. I was like, did someone just take those and think they were theirs or did they just get swiped? Because I, I had them for one week. I was spewing. But um, thankfully, I've never had a guitar, amp, any pedals. I don't think I've really lost anything in a gig like that, thankfully. And there's a lot of trust that goes on at gigs. You just wheel your stuff in, plonk it down and sometimes go back to the car and come back or whatever. And some rooms are busy. So... I guess you never can sort of uh, tell what what's going on there. But yeah, I, that's another reason why I like gig bags a lot for guitars now, because you can leave them on. Yeah, let us know if anyone else has had stuff stolen. That uh, that sucks. Hey, Marco, welcome. He says, uh, finally, another Q&A. Finally, it's been forever. We'll go an hour tonight. We'll see how we go. I'll timestamp this afterwards as well. Uh Bad GOB says, Shane, I bought an artist guitar tally style after you reviewed it. Fantastic guitar. Thanks, mate. Hey, you're welcome, man. That's awesome. Artist, excuse me, artist guitars are, are great guitars. I actually have 
uh, one thing on the way from them at the moment and then another guitar might be coming back. They actually sent me one and the action wasn't set up properly. I couldn't play it. It was just too, I needed the right tool I didn't have. So I, got, I sent it back, but um, there's gonna be another guitar of theirs coming in. That If you bought the, I think it was the Telecaster with the, the two humbucker pickups, I don't know if they're making them any lighter now than they did when I first, I can't remember the model number of that one, but it was good. So uh, yeah, well done. Awesome stuff. Um, sent a great last gig. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Fat. I mean, look, I hadn't sung in months, maybe close to six months, maybe longer. Hadn't been to jams, hadn't been gigging, just sitting around. And the week before, oh, man, no, it was three days. Three days before that gig, I really started working on my playing. It came back fast. I was like, oh, this is great. And, you know, I hadn't. For me, obviously, the vocals isn't strong. And it's like, we'll just start with some easy tunes and see and ease, ease my way back into it. And it was it went well. Like, it was good fun. And that's what it's all about. It's just a community festival. Like, it's nothing that, you know, we don't, we don't take any cash for it or anything. We're doing it for the community. And it's, a, it's one of those things where um, it's just fun. Like, a lot of great bands, a lot of different bands. But I got to say, we were one of the few that played with improvisation <laughs> there's a lot of bands that just did really structured and rigid stuff i get the point of that like if you're writing your own tunes that can work but i still love the the jam elements it's what makes the music fun and the dynamics and seeing how high you can take the the solos and all that kind of stuff is so much fun so thank you man i, I appreciate it uh how do you feel about vintage guitars you never seem to talk about them uh, have you ever had one? Would you want to buy one someday? Um, I guess I don't get a chance to play too many lefty vintage guitars. The only ones I've played were Jerry's lefty guitars. I don't think I've seen any other lefties that I remember off the top of my head. Like he had an old, I think, I don't know, it was a Gibson 339 in a lefty. It's one of like eight or 10 or something. I can't remember how many were actually made. And that was killer. But um, I just don't get a chance to really find them. And I don't think, for me, it's like buying a custom shop guitar. You've really got to make sure you love it and that you don't plan on ever getting rid of it. Because if you buy a vintage guitar, the last thing I would do is leave it under the bed or in the cupboard <laughs> or whatever the case may be. So I don't really go looking for that kind of stuff. I know a lot of people will buy the guitar, their age and all that kind of thing. And that's cool if you find one you actually like. But I think a lot of guitars now are better than the guitars made in 79, which is my year. <laughs> gave away my age. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that that's, you know, that's sort of how I feel about it. There's not too many great lefties from back in the day that aren't like 20 grand and uh, or more, right? Uh, it's not something I'm that into. Um Adam uh, Slater says, I have the Artist LP with the P90s and it's great. There you go. Awesome stuff. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, GW Taylor says, keeping tabs on your cables at jams can be a nightmare. Uh, power cables, especially. Yeah, it's sort of, it sucks, man. Like, um, you know, people ask to borrow stuff and sometimes you just forget they're using it. It's happened to me before too. I, I'm like, Where's, where's my cable? And I, I'm like, I like how I got a guy's number. <laughs> but that I, that time it actually went missing. It went missing. Like I had no idea. I didn't lend it to anybody. It was just gone. So either it fell out of my bag, which I highly doubt because I got a zip 
pedal train bag thing or someone just went yep i'll take those so anyway it could have been worse right at least i didn't lose a a, a guitar or an amplifier i'll tell you this other story so i parked at a gig <laughs> for i must have been a, it was a busy area in melbourne it was in brunswick and i can't remember exactly what happened or what time of day it was but we did the gig i loaded up my car we left and got it was no it was during the day so basically i got there I got there early. We went and got some some food. We came back. I came back to the car, realized I had all of my windows down. <laughs> and all of my gear piled on the back seat. And that was one day I just went, oh no, like <laughs> what's gone missing? Nothing went missing. I had tweed cases, I had a PA, all that kind of crap in the back seat. And nothing, nothing went missing. I was so lucky that day. I had my 50th anniversary Strat and... Uh, you know, even though I don't have that guitar now, I would have hated to have had that stolen. Um, I listened to your gear you bought and uh, and you use and bought a Royal Flush and a Bandit. I couldn't be happier. That's from uh, Phil's Paradise. <laughs> Phil, is that right? Phil's Paradise? Mate, awesome stuff. What a combo. The Bandit, still the best solid state amplifier for the money. No questions about it. And throwing a great overdrive like that, you got your tone. It's a, that's a combination I could play any gig with. It's awesome. So well done. All right. Uh, uh, Demir says, Good day, Shane. I know you love the Joyo American as a recording device, but if you have a chance to plug it into the front of a Roland JC Instant Fender. Very cool, man. You know, I haven't done that before. Um, I actually recorded an album using those. That, the Vox, and I had the Marshall, but I don't think we used the Marshall on anything. But those things are so good. I ended up, I gave mine, I think, to Dr. Rick, and then I ended up buying a, the only one I could find at the time was a moon. <laughs> oh, I think that's the brand name. Anyway, it was like the same price, exactly the same pedal. So Tech 21 made the blonde. Joyo basically copied it and made the American sound. And then a moon rebranded it. And Harley Benton rebranded that as well. The American sound. Great pedal. Just awesome for getting a great, uh, getting a great tones. Awesome. Uh, David Friskin says, am I getting an S5 Mark II? x for review this month mate i hope so if i find out that i'm getting one soon i i can't wait because uh I'm, a, I'm actually filming oh not filming i'm doing this live stream with the s5 2 and it's been fantastic man i love this camera um look we've got autofocus it's working the whole time <laughs> anyone who's a camera nerd will know uh panasonic never quite had uh great autofocus until now boom it's awesome um yeah I, I can't wait to check that out i think what i'm going to do actually i'll fill you in on another secret is we'll keep we'll keep this quick so i have a sony a7s3 which i'm going to sell and most likely get an s5 mark ii x this is a great camera for the right person but i'm not much of a sony fan all right uh so that box by the way is boxed because it's it's gonna go uh just on artist guitars, can you please do a review of the Lefty ST62? Um, sure, no worries. I'll make a note of that because uh, they won't mind. I have a feeling I have already reviewed that. Maybe just double check. If it's a black Strat, I've done it. <laughs> if it isn't that one, then uh, 
then uh yeah uh, i oh the brand vintage okay you sure um yeah the st62 i feel like i've reviewed that uh, any re recommendations for an affordable fuzz for heavy blues rock ZZ Top uh, Queens of the Stone Age? You know, I, I played a great fuzz pedal, which is in the queue. It's from Boss. It's called a... Let me just double check. I think it's the FZ5. It's got a... It's the Wazacraft one with a vintage and modern setting. That thing kicks ass. It's so good. It's in the queue. It's coming up. Like, unbelievably great tone. You can get anything from a blues tone... So just great fuzz tones. But that video's on the way. So I, I'm not as familiar with uh, Queens of the Stone Age anymore. I think they were like a 90s band or something, maybe, from memory, maybe 2000s. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what that sound is anymore. But um, man, there's, there's plenty of good... I reckon I reckon the I reckon that pedal's hard to beat. I tried it back-to-back -back with a... Um, uh, big muff pedal and the boss pedal killed it it was way better hey dj farns i appreciate the support he says uh oh he didn't say anything he says it says welcome to general support so thank you thanks guys thanks for joining in uh in the membership thing i appreciate it this will give you a few extra emoticons coming up and by the way i will be doing i will be adding more emoticons to it um i only added a couple of guitars and some like old uh, PNGs from back in the day. But uh, yeah, I'll be adding those in. Oh no, I've just made the chat box way too big. What's going on? Ah, uh, let me just, uh, let me do the old pop the chat out thing again. Pop out chat. Boom. All right, we're back. Um, so DJ, thank you. Thanks again. Uh, 79 is your year. Oh, man, you definitely need to buy one of those uh, heavy 10-plus-pound strats uh, from that year. Yeah, I've played a few of them, man. I wasn't a huge fan. I don't mind the bigger headstock for the ones that have it, but, um, you know, one of the worst guitars I played was a 70s Strat in a lefty. It was it had a natural finish. It weighed a ton, and I think it had a three-position toggle switch as well, so it was a bit weird, but definitely not... Uh, guitar i would rate it all i think it was like the worst i played at jerry's that year i made a video about it but it was really tough to play it was this was i think the first trip i was there it just wasn't very good um all right uh adam says guys i bought a packet of uh nobby's bacon bites to bottle over and getting some beers before these things are the bomb. You can thank me later. Well, there you go. <laughs> Very cool. Hey, is John here? Is he? Hey, oh, did I already say hi? I did. Sorry, I think um, Jamal's just saying hi. Well, anyway, if I didn't, everyone just scream uh, John and Jamal in the chat. That's how we do it. All right. GRB Aquatics says, uh, good day in the blues and everyone. Welcome. So coming up, I'm going to be doing a new series of keys to the guitar shop that would be a little bit different to the standard format the last one was the last of its of the old type and i'm going to maybe surprise a few people with this new series so hang in there I, i'm going to start i'm going to try and film it at least one of those either this month or early next month all being well 
And I think the new format's going to work great. There was a few things missing from the format I didn't love. I didn't love sort of sitting here and talking about it later either. So there's going to be more stuff done at the store, but that's not the sort of surprise out of it. So yeah, stay tuned. It's going to be a pretty cool series, hopefully, moving forward. I'm going to also mix it up with the guitar players. Last time we had, had Dom, I'll get Brian back. We'll get Rick back. Uh, I want to invite Ben down as well if he's interested in coming down having a jam one night because he's great. Another mate of mine, Ross. Um, I know so many great players. It'll yeah, it'll be super cool. So uh, John says uh, Shane, the artist SD sixty two L is the upgraded vintage white strap with a nicer bridge. Okay, cool. I'll just ask them. I I'm sure they won't mind sending it out. Um, the funny thing is, like, I emailed them back only a couple of days ago and they went, oh, man, this slipped through the cracks. Like, we meant to send you uh, a guitar a little while ago and they didn't. They've got, I think, a couple of accessories coming out uh, or coming to, to the house, I should say. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I'll get onto the guitars. The, their guitars are great. It'd be great to showcase more of them. Um, uh, was a crafter expensive in the UK? I'll have to keep my eye out for the second-hand market yeah they're expensive here too the problem is i don't have a comparison with it i only tried that one and it was awesome like it's simple i think it had if it, it might have had three controls and a two-way switch like two different voicings the modern one was like a fatter heavier tone the vintage one obviously a little bit less bass and a little less full sounding but great like just a great tone um Uh, in the blues, have you looked at reviewing FRFF uh, -F -F solutions? Uh, seems to be the future with modeling. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know anything about that brand. Oh, oh sorry. Are you talking about those flat response uh, full range speakers? Is that what you're talking about? Sorry, have I? Oh, yeah. Okay. So our fallback speakers and self-powered PA the only option. I don't really, I don't really have an interest in those things, to be honest. I, don't, I just, it doesn't interest me. If you want to play guitar, there's less expensive options, and there's also great lightweight alternatives to having a, a PA speaker sitting there. Essentially, they call them flat response, flat in comparison to what, right? And is flat good? Does flat mean it's going to stick out of the mix? Does flat mean that it's what? What are you doing with it? I, I don't really get it. The whole flat speaker thing. I know some people love it, and that's fine. I. Uh, no, I, I probably, <laughs> clear indication, I probably won't be doing any of those unless a friend of mine buys one. They say, oh, here, do you want to check this out? I don't see the point. I, I think it's, if I'm going to do that, I'd rather buy studio monitors and set it up digitally that way. I, I don't know. To me, that makes more sense. Uh, but anyway, that, that's just my two cents. Um, great to catch you live. Will your podcast come back? This will be on uh, the In The Blues Tone podcast, so... I'll put it on Spotify and on iTunes after this. But yes, yeah, I just needed a break from, not necessarily a break from the live. The live streams are always fun, but I, I just, I think I just, December was crazy. I worked on this massive project outside of this channel and then I crammed so much stuff and then I was just like, I need a break. I don't want to think about what's coming out and you know all that kind of stuff i was still making videos but i spaced them out a lot more i was doing a lot more of the stuff i knew would be a little bit more fun like out of, out of the house all that kind of stuff like the guitar search saturdays and whatever but um yeah so that's kind of where i was at and 
what was the what was I getting to here? Um, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really keep a good eye on like what was coming out and just wasn't interested in really discussing it. You know, I could talk about the latest guitar sender news every week, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you tried the Fender Mustang Micro? I picked one up last week. Uh, great to use and not annoying the rest of the family. I had a quick go with one of those, but I haven't like demoed it on the channel. I reviewed one that's basically, I think, the same. I, I, it was from a company called, was it Flammer? Possibly. It was awesome. It was like 70 bucks. It's essentially the same thing. You plug your headphones in, it sounds unreal. You can go straight out into a mixer or PA system and get a great sound. There's another solution for people wanting those big speakers, the, those powered speakers. You can just you can do so many other alternatives to that and get a good set of headphones or, or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, that's the thing though, right? Like flat response means you put out, you put in what you get out. It says studio monitors are not appropriate for live players. Yeah, but why would you want to play with a um, a flat response speaker anyway? like live when there's like a hundred great amplifiers. I don't understand it. It won't sound, I'd rather use a small amp, get a Princeton or something. And that's not a criticism of you. I mean, if that works for you, go, go ahead. But uh, I would much prefer to use an amp solution playing live, unless there was a, no alternative to playing at lower volumes. Then I would take my American sound, put a reverb pedal after it and plug straight into the PA system and I'll have all the flexibility of having all the controls on the floor. That's kind of where what I do if I'm in those sort of situations. But I, I don't understand the use case for it. I understand if you've got a camper and you're recording and you're going into a, you know, an audio interface. But I don't sort of see why people buy those. I, maybe I'm missing something. Let us know if there's a, a huge advantage to those speakers. Like if you're using them live or in the studio if I've missed something that I don't understand about them. But yeah, after trying so many different solutions, that wouldn't be high on my list unless it's a weight thing. Then I kind of understand it. All right. Hey, Todd, thank you, man. Far out. Uh, update on my DSL 40. Uh, whilst the stream was happening, I took off the back cover to see if there was anything obvious and lo and behold, blown EL34. Snowy white, which means the air has got in. Oh, man, that's... Yeah, well, I mean, that's an easy fix, right? So that's awesome. Sometimes amps, when they go bad, the first thing, if you... There's usually a couple of warning signs if you're playing and you'll hear the pre the preamp valves can become really microphonic. If you tap them with a pencil, they can make all kinds of weird noises. Um, and if the power tubes are bad, you know, your output will be really limited or it'll sort of ramp up and down. Um, Usually if there's no power or no sound, then something else has gone wrong. So um, fuse, blown blown valve. So that that's, I don't know if I've actually ever had an EL34 die on me like that from memory. I've replaced a few over the years, but I like with different types, but which was a waste of money by the way. But um, yeah, very cool. So well done and, and thank you for the super chat, mate. I, Jesus, 30 bucks. <laughs> and you sorted out your own problem. I'll, I'll send you $30. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Uh, uh, 
Uh, David says, you missed the point. Miking and amp is what goes through the PA. Yes, but there's people who buy these full-range powered speakers for playing guitar. Like, they plug into those. So if I'm missing, like, if that's not what you mean, then maybe I'm just... If you're talking about straight-up PA speakers, I think that's different to what I think I was talking about. So, yeah, maybe there's a... a maybe I didn't read something correctly here. Sometimes I, I glance over the questions and probably answer something completely different. Um, even the crummy new X pedals are pricey. Man, that makes some good stuff, but everything's gone up. That's, you know, part of the problem. I think uh, I was looking at the price of the that green Strat that I played, the custom shop one. Not that I'll buy it, but it's gone up, I think, two... It's gone up 3000 no, two and a bit thousand dollars in only a couple of years. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, the last Made in Mexico Strat I bought, I got for under $900 new. Now they're like 1300 bucks or whatever they are. It's just crazy. Yeah, when I went back to potentially buy that uh, Fender Player Series Plus, it was more expensive than I thought it was. I was like, oh... That's a bit of a hit. I went, you know what? No. <laughs> so I didn't get it, but uh, it was a great guitar. If you need a noiseless... If you need, like, a great noiseless Strat, I would say go for that one. I reckon that could cover most... be good enough for most people, irrespective of where you're at. It's such a great amp. Such great... Oh, I'm reading about amps here. It's <laughs> such a great guitar. Flat responses for modeling and the uh, sound... From the modeler doesn't get changed by the speaker. Yeah, okay. But they say that, right? This is what they say. Flat responses. They say that all the time. Oh, these studio monitors are a flat response. Yeah, but you then you listen to a, the same mix on a different set of speakers and they sound different. I bet you if you took like five different brands, they'd all sound different. <laughs> it might be for a number of reasons, right? But... There, there's, there's no true flat speaker. I, I just don't buy into that. Uh, I mean, look, they, they're more flat than a hi-fi speaker, and they're more flat than your car stereo and all that kind of stuff. And, and once you get used to the sound of it, it's fine, and you can tweak your amp settings and all that kind of stuff. So, I'm not against those things. I just think like it doesn't really feel like it adds, at least for me, any value at all. I'd rather just get a small lightweight amp I could mic up. It would be the way to go. Um. All right. Marshall DSL 402 limited edition 2x12 combo. Sounds awesome. That's from Dave Lewis. 2x12. Ooh. All right. Let's do it. Now, I haven't used this keyboard forever, so if I look like I can't type... Oh, hang on. I'm on the... <laughs> I thought I was on Google. I'm on the Fender site. Marshall DSL 402... 212. We'll go to the gear page. This is the forum, right? Oh, there it is. Man, a 2x12 Marshall would be pretty cool, but I bet you it weighs a ton. <laughs> That's the only problem. 2x, I mean, I'd love to try that. What speakers are in there, does it say? Um, is there an actual. Yeah, here we go. This is what we want. Or is that the original? All right, that's the original. Where's the... 
I got it here to GSL. It's too much. Yeah, this should. Oh, what? They don't have it. Maybe it just came out, right? And it's not listed. Was it was another leak, possibly, or. Oh, no, here we go. I'd have to try this one out. I reckon that'd be great. I've never seen one of these. I've only seen the one I've got. And obviously the 20 and the 5 and the um, the head. Very cool. Um, does it say what speakers are in there? No. If you know what speakers are in there, let us know. All right. Uh, let me just scroll back up. Sorry, chat's moved. And thanks again, Todd. I appreciate it, man. Far out. <laughs> I just saw the super chat. Thank you. Um, talking guitars at 6 a.m. That's how we do it here, man. It is 8.54 p.m. Made in Japan. Japanese guitars are the world's best. I agree. They're probably built just as well as anywhere else. And their quality control is awesome. You know, my Tokai Love Rock, that LS110, has outlived all the Gibson Les Pauls I've owned. I'm not saying it was better than all of those. And I did sell one Gibson because I needed dental stuff. But um, they're unreal. Like, Vola guitars are great. There's, there's so many great made in Japan guitars. Uh, David says, RE flat response uh, is why there needs to be progression for those to review in the future. It's really all BS in regards to guitars anyway when there's such a small frequency range. Amps vary. Uh, yeah, I, and like, I always think replacing an amp, especially at a gig, is kind of like the last thing you want to do. I would much prefer, I love having studio monitors in that, in that room. If I just want to play through those, it's it's great. Like, yeah, you can, and I look at um, Steve from Boston, right? He gets such great tones with his software package actually found a jam we did and we lost his camera from it and the tones were unreal it was so good um but yeah i don't know i i just that that kind of stuff doesn't interest me it's another reason why i kind of the kemper is a great tool for the right person and i thought it was going to like be the be all and end all when i got it and i ended up going back to an amp with a capdoor x because it was just a different feel and it's simple and there's not a million different options, and I kind of like that. I, I'm a bit more of the simple is good. If you can get a good tone out of an amp, you're doing something right. Um, Edwards, Edwards make great guitars, absolutely. Fernandez as well is another one. I got to play a Fernandez Strat, I think it was in Denmark, a guitar shop there. I'm just trying to think of the name of it, but it was Woodstock Guitars. Great, great guitar shop. Do you agree with Glenn Fricker? Change your speakers instead of your pickups. I mean, I've been saying that for 10 years, man. Go back and uh, check out my channel. Changing the speaker makes the biggest difference to your tone. Without question. The pickups can suck too, though, right? I know he's done a video talking about how they all sound the same. But in a real-world scenario, when you're loud and some pickups squeal with certain gain or volume levels... You know, and then you put a different set in, you don't have those inherent issues, and you get a different tone. Like if all pickups sounded the same, that strat I played the other week should have sounded like mine. It didn't. It sounded far better. So 
um, but speakers always i've said that for years so yeah speaker upgrades will make a massive difference it will sometimes not make the difference that you're looking for so it's a bit of a rabbit hole um but i've been lucky enough to test like probably 20 or 30 speakers I have friends of mine have just got lots of them they've got cabs they've got all kinds of stuff and we've done shootouts and it's just been great so um yeah it makes them if you've got something like a celestian 7080 and you're not digging it it's not fat enough on the low end or it's not giving you a certain sound if you put it something like an eminent swamp thing or texas heat in there it's going to give you a vastly different tone but you need to pick the right speaker for the tone you're going for um not all speakers obviously sound the same which is why that that they, they, they exist hey keith thank you man uh how are you liking that strat you got the ultra uh you know what i sent it back <laughs> i didn't review it i realized uh it wasn't for me. It was a couple of things about it. I mentioned this, I think, on the la one of the last live streams I did that um, it looked awesome and potentially it could have been a, a great guitar, but it, um, so there were I think there were two things wrong with it. The volume taper didn't work properly. So I turned it down to half. I had no volume, which meant I couldn't ride the volume control at all playing live. Like I didn't take the stickers and stuff off. I just thought I'll give it a couple of shots and see what I think of it. And that in itself shouldn't be that big of a problem, right? You think, well, how hard is it to change the volume control? But it might not be that. There's a lot of weird circuitry that go, in, there's a lot more cables and wires that go into those uh, S1 switch setups. And the tone control didn't work properly. The taper was right off uh, or it didn't work. It was something like that anyway. So I, I said to Fender, thank you for this, but I'm going to ship this back. Is there any chance? I always asked them, is there any chance I can send this back to you? And they said, oh, why? What's going on? I said, the volume control is unusable. I don't want to open this up, replace the pot, and have it be something else. So I thought, you know what? I'll just ship it back. So that's how that worked. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't work. The good news is, though, it was a one-off because the last keys to the guitar shop, I played the black one with the gold anodized pickguard. And it was friggin' awesome. The guitar cooked. It sounded great. So, um, yeah, it was. It sounded. No, I mean, the other one sounded great, but it just it, everything worked as as expected. So, uh, yeah, I think it, it just had a few uh, issues there. Uh, have I ever tried a Kiesel? I have. I've got one. I've got a S five Johnny Highland slash Shane <laughs> custom job. It's my favorite guitar. The last live clip I posted a few videos back, if you check that out, I'm playing that live. Guitar kicks ass. It's the best three pickup guitar I've got. It could easily bench my, my actual Fender Stratocaster. I had no idea that, that, that their guitars were so good. I've had it for a while, but I had a damp issue in the cupboard and it took me a while to get it fixed, like just get it all set up and get it um, ready to go. And it's so good. It really is so good. I'm drinking water. Hey, Rannon's here. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I saw you text me before. I'll, I'll get back to you. I got the two best. No, actually, this is pretty schmoey stuff. I'm out of um, I'm out of Pepsi Max, but I've got, I've got a water here. They say that water will help you, you know, talk better. So I'm going to try that tonight. I need all the help I can get. It's been a while. But I, I love Kiesel guitars. Actually, I might have a surprise thing coming from them pretty soon um i i've reached out to uh brandon who's an awesome guy and uh i said would you be interested in maybe trying something else and he said yep 
So uh, I've built something that might be the guitar I've been looking for. Hang in there. <laughs> um, John says, brother-in-law has a great Tokai and also a Bernie. Uh, two fantastic Les Pauls. Awesome stuff. Oh, there you go. So Ghost Behind the Sun says, uh, just put a Swamp Thing into my Blues Deluxe. Sounds way better. It's a hundred times better than that sock speaker. It's not even close. Like that's what I've had in mind for 10 years almost or however long it's been. Yeah. As soon as Fender Blues Deluxe and Fender cripple the Blues Deluxe, they put in that, uh, maybe now they don't, but back when I got mine, it always had that Fender Eminence speaker, which are basically like mass produced crap speakers. They're, they're not good. You put in a Swamp Thing or a Texas Heat or red, 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 white and blues is what I'm trying to say. Um, or a Lowrance or any other speaker. The amp comes alive. The, the Swamp Thing is fantastic. It's my favorite speaker for that amp. It's really good. All right, just have a quick drink. I will right, we'll take some more questions. I'll probably wrap this up in the next sort of like uh, 13 minutes or so. I want to timestamp this and yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll see how we go anyway. Maybe this will give me a pick me up. So while we're waiting on the this i don't know if you can see this i took my bandages off how does that look i can't see it so maybe it doesn't look that bad i get the stitches out i think thursday or friday so i got two um lots of stitches one right in the middle of my head and the other one off to the side on this side so yeah it stopped stopped uh leaking so i took the took the band-aids off <laughs> it's uh Great story right there. Um, all right. Uh, picked up an artist tweak tone. Absolutely loved it. Do you still play it much? Yes. I have another video coming up about that. It's on the way. I friggin' that that's the amp you would buy if you don't want to make a lot of noise. Or if you want to do a, a loud gig, it's great. Small, it's light, single 12-inch speaker, two extremely usable channels. It's better than both, the, in my opinion anyway, the Vox AC15 and the Blues Junior. I love it. And after playing both those other amps recently, the Artist Tweet Tone, it's pretty great. So uh, great stuff, man. I'm glad you got one. That's fantastic. Yeah, I haven't been using mine as much. Usually for the videos here, I've been using the, um, the Fender amp just because it's... People know what to expect from it. If you sometimes use an amp that people are like, well, what is that? What's it supposed to sound like? Gets a bit confusing. So yeah, usually when I'm doing the straight ahead videos, the pedals or whatever, I haven't done as many of those lately, but um, the Fender amps just, it's in that spot. So <laughs> that's like it gets used. Occasionally I'll just mix it up. I'll use the Marshall amp for three months, but I want to start putting that in the rotation more. Man, I've got the heater on in here, and it is cold. All right. Uh, great, almost... Uh, this is from Dave T. Guitar. He says, great, almost ready to pull the trigger on my first Kiesel. How did you feel about the neck? Uh, what does it feel like? Excuse me. The neck feels amazing. <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm so used to playing, like, the really fat Fender necks... Or I've got guitars that have the exact opposite. So they're like really thin, like the PRS one or whatever the case may be. And it, it's the most comfortable neck out of all of them. It's not overly fat, but it's fast and playable. It's got stainless steel frets. It's got just enough chunk. 
and it, it gives you very little fight. It was all the things I said about the PRS Custom 24. It's an easy guitar to play. Like, you don't have to... It's If you're used to playing a Strat or a, or a Les Paul, it will feel a little bit different, but it will also give you, like, less fight. It's a, it's a really easy guitar to play, and I love it. <laughs> it's taken me a while to sort of come to the decision that I think it could be my best single coil guitar that I've got. Like it, it's really great. And I'm under no obligation to keep stuff that gets sent out or, or use stuff at gigs or jams or anything. Like it's, there's no obligation there at all. Um, and that's the why I've been using that Kiesel so much. It's just fantastic. You, I took it to the keys to the guitar shop thing and the Basin Festival, I used it on both. And it's such a great guitar. It really is like, it's got all the stuff. It's got the most 3D pickups I've had in a single coil guitar. They just cut and not in a nasty way. Like those Johnny Highland pickups are awesome. Uh, what speakers in the DSL configuration? OEM speakers. Oh, okay. So they probably put, <laughs> you know what that means. OEM speakers, are, I think, code for um, Celest uh, Celestian 7080s, which aren't bad. In, in some amps, but they, I'm, I'm tipping that's maybe what it is. They probably just bought OEM Celestian 7080s. Um, yeah. They, like, I think sometimes amp companies go, well, everyone knows those, just plonk it in. And funnily enough, I've tried three speakers in the Artist Tweet Tone, and the Celestian 7080 sounds better. So there you go. Um, it's like 15 different topics all at once here from just reading the uh, the chat. Gumbani uh, says, uh, Shane, you rock. Love your videos. Hey, thanks, man. Hopefully I pronounced your name right. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, Adam says, uh, I bought a tweet tone and use it all the time. Very cool. Oh, I already... Hang on. Have we... Have we... I, I, I think I'm going... The chat just moved funny. Sorry, guys. Um, all right, so Todd says hit the thumbs up button, folks. Oh, that'd be awesome. What are we up to? Anyway, I haven't even looked. You know, all that stuff really helps. If you enjoy what I do, just leave a thumbs up on a video if you watch it. That's it. Don't ask for anything else. <laughs> it helps. Or a comment or whatever. Both help. But, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is awesome. So thanks, guys. All right. I'll take a couple more questions here. Where is the chat? Chat is disappeared. There it is. Pop out chat. All right, let's try this again. Um, what do you think of jet guitars for mod guitars? Hoping to get a low budget strat and modify it as I go. So there's a few different Jet guitars, but I know that there's a less expensive brand that's out there. And from what I understand, they're pretty good. I think I saw some and I went, oh, those Jet guitars aren't the ones I used to be talking about, which were made in somewhere in the US and they're like not manufactured anymore. I think they had a an, a plant in somewhere, maybe Korea or something. I, I can't remember. I did a bit of a talk about it on one video, but... Um, I, ha I don't know enough about them to really say, oh yeah, they're, they're a great guitar, go do it. But if they're, if you find out that the kind of similar qualities are like Artist Guitars or Harley Bentons or you know even Yamaha Pacificas, which I don't think are the, the entry-level one, 
as great as, as a guitar as that is, the artist guitars and Harley Benson's have finished better now. Like they're slightly better. I'm not saying it's a better guitar overall, but just the overall sort of aesthetic of it is nicer. So, um, yeah, if they're along those lines, then you should be fine. Uh, if you if you're really looking to mod something, start with a good guitar, and also start with something that you want to play. Like it's real easy to buy like a cheap guitar, but if it feels crap to begin with, it's probably not something you're rich for. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Um, I knew this coworker had seven or so garbage guitars instead of one or two nice ones. Effects uh, and amps, same. Now I tell you what, I've over the years one of the things I've I've preached not enough maybe is the stepping stone guitar thing, right? I, I've done a, a video about this years ago, but um, try to get the thing that you you really want or close to it, rather than buying something before it, only to sell that and spend more money and take a hit to get the next one, unless there's no other opportunity to do so. You know, if the guitar you want is like a player plus whatever and you're a few hundred bucks off you're better off waiting i always think like if you get a guitar you're gonna love you'll have it for a long long time i've had so many of my guitars now for for years some of them since like 2008 they're not going anywhere or 2009 or whatever you know i've had them for 2009 that doesn't sound right um i think some of them are older than that but anyway yeah my telecaster now i got in san fran's quite old and it, it I'm glad I got it because it's like I don't have to go through that process of getting something else, sort of selling it and kind of working my way up. It was a hit at the time, but it was worth it because they're only going to get more expensive too. Sometimes there's a time and a place for lots of guitars if they're not, you know, you don't have to just have two guitars. If you like playing a big range of guitars and you don't have a favorite one, you're finding good quality, less expensive guitars. That's also a good option too. But if you've got, you know, like stuff, some people would consider junk and all of that money totals up to one or two good guitars. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't make much sense. Amp and pedal DIY has shot up in cost. Yeah, everything's gone up in cost. Sucks. Uh, GW Taylor says, do you ever use orange amps? Not really. Nah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of their sort of crunch tone. Their clean tones can be pretty nice, but and their reverb circuits, but... I don't like the look of them either. I'm a bit of a weirdo like that. You know, some of the orange amps are a bit of an eyesore for me, but, you know, there was one that I played that I loved and there was another one I played that I, I couldn't stand. I don't remember which ones they were off the top of my head now, but um, we tried some in the Keys to the Guitar Shop series and the orange amp, this particular model was like by far the worst of the night. Um, but then prior to that, we tried, I think it was on the maybe the Sky Music YouTube channel back in the day, we cranked up this little orange amp on the clean channel and it sounded every bit as good as the as a deluxe reverb which is the kind of sound i like but like it was it had beautiful like over the edge of breakup kind of sound and had all the good stuff great reverb tank but i can't remember what model number that was um i should try them again I, i've got access to that stuff but i just never choose to do those amps i always feel like they're probably more aimed at grunge players you know and i don't really play a lot of that kind of stuff it's sort of like blues rock over this side um, oh, shipping is more than doubled in some case, cases. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that might account for why a lot of this stuff has just gone, you know, through the roof. Like, the best thing you can do if you 
if you away, if you go away or you, you go somewhere different, you travel, see if you can find a shop that just sells used guitars. You can pick up such great deals. You know, if it's a bolt-on neck one, you can just unbolt it, put it in your suitcase, take it back with you. Or if you find a used guitar shop locally, you can just, you know, you don't always have to buy new. There's always people selling stuff. Keep an eye on the on the online classifieds. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'd be. I said that classifieds like it's 1984, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't have to just keep shopping new. Especially with guitars, man. I mean, what changes? On a guitar in 10 years, you might have to, you know, reflow some solder. That's it. Uh, yeah, nothing wrong with an OEM speaker as long as you've got an out. Yeah, that's uh, well said. Um, what are the best Seymour Duncan single coils? Ooh. I don't know. Is the is the quick answer? I can't think of them off the top of my head, so I I can't give you a, an answer that of any value. So I'm going to pass on that one. I apologize. Seymour Duncan pickups are, are really great, but I'm I'm more familiar with some of their humbuckers for single coils. I know they make them, and I've seen their website. I just don't often see them anywhere. So yeah, I'm showing 94 people in the chat and 42 thumbs up. Who didn't thumbs up? Come on, go ahead and help the channel. It's the easiest way. That's from John. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, come on, folks. All we have to do, get it to uh, get. Oh no, we got now. It's up to seventy nine. So sometimes, oh, that's what I see. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Um, let me ask everybody a question here. So, I I can't stand the fact that YouTube removed the thumbs down button. I reckon it's so. It, it's just a horrible thing, right? You click on a video. You can get plugins for your browser. If you use Mozilla, you can get a plugin that shows you how many thumbs down are on a video. So you can bring that back. I can't remember the plugin name, but it's actually quite quite good. But this is part of the reason why I ended up getting off, like basically taking myself off a lot of channels. <laughs> I looked at some of the channel responses and I was like, no, video responses, I should say. I'm like, man, this thumbs down button is a... Yeah, I really felt like it was a kick in the guts for people who are putting out good content. Now everyone's a winner. It's like, man, it's just... It, it sucks. But anyway, let us know what you think. I, I, I know this is pretty much off topic and it's been like a year and a half now, but I thought, oh, yeah, I'm interested to see how this goes, but... Long t it's funny because I'm on Rumble now, right? I started uploading these videos to Rumble because I think in the next few years, potentially that could be as big as doing, you know, what I'm doing on here. Not not my channel, but just as a video platform. Once it sort of sways away from its main focus, once we get some tech channels, some guitar channels, you know, whatever else on there, I think that'll be a, another good video platform. And seeing the thumbs down, I was like, oh, someone didn't like my video. But I was like, yeah, but the majority of people like it and that's a good indication for people who find the video if it's 50 thumbs down and one thumbs up from the guy who posted the video people should know about that you know i reckon this certain i just yeah anyway one of those weird things <laughs> instead of a thumbs down uh, just stop watching the video yeah you're right but you know if you this is the thing the other day i was trying to work out how to fix something on my computer 
It was driving me crazy. And there's so many bad tutorials with no thumbs down. So you waste more time. Maybe this is why they did it. You're wasting more time trying to find answers in videos that you could instantly tell were crap. Like, it's just like, I could have saved 30 minutes. This, and then I found the video I was looking for. I was like, A, why isn't that video up higher? And B, where's the ratio? <laughs> you know, it really helps just outside of any, or inside of any niche, I should say. Anyway. Uh, thoughts on upgrading the Fender, on upgrading to Fender Ultra Noiseless Pickups into something like an Artistrat. I mean, you could do, definitely do that. I, I think pickup changes will make a good difference to any guitar, but if your biggest issue is buzz, the nose are good. The one, the Player Plus Strat pickups I played on a video recently were phenomenal. Like, they sounded so good. If you can find a set of those, I don't know if they're identical to the the um, Fender Ultra ones or not, but I actually think they sounded better to my ear. So find the Fender Player Plus ones if you can. Otherwise, yeah, they're going to be fine. It could be that I played it in, with different amps and that as well. So anyway, that's uh, that's where we're at. Jeff Harper, welcome back, man. Thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining in. This is good to see you back. Uh, I can see the thumbs down. Uh, you have none. Oh, yeah, but they, so, oh, you can see, oh, you've got the plug-in. That's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, so I think, like, why force, especially if, you, if you're if you into DIY stuff, like, if you're trying to fix something or you need technical information, you waste so much more time. And I guess that's what I'm getting to. It's like, you know, if you're putting, people who are putting in the work should get instant notice that their, their video is actually worth watching over everybody winning. It's like, yeah, okay. Um, that has no correlation to this live stream, by the way. We were talking about thumbs up. I just was curious to see what people thought of that. Because, yeah, after my com this computer that I'm running this off, it um, I ran Linux, right? And it ruined the boot loader for the hard drive. Like, I, I couldn't do anything with it. It was just a mess. I couldn't reinstall this, couldn't reinstall Windows, couldn't reinstall Linux. It was giving me nothing. And there was a really specific thing I needed to find, and I found it, but it took me so much longer. So that's what kind of, I thought, you know what? This thumbs down thing removing sucks. But anyway. That's enough of that. I'll check you out on Rumble. Hey, thanks, Janice. And welcome as well. Yeah, I just thought I'd start, I'd get in there early. I feel like that platform has potential once it gets away from all the political crap. So it'll be a big video. It'll be alongside YouTube, I think, at some point in time. Might take a while, but um, yeah, I like it because it's sort of like, you know, all the some of the criticisms creators have with YouTube, there's sort of like none of it <laughs> with, the, with that platform currently. It does feel a little old compared to, or a little bit... Uh, Young, I should say, in terms of its appearance. It needs a bit of finessing, uh, like design-wise, but I think it'll be a good platform at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I click thumbs down, it says feedback has been sent to the creator. Yeah, exactly. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Kevin summed it up. Tutorial shot on a camera. Made of <laughs> made of a potato and glue. That's exactly right, man. Hey, Scott Reynolds is here. Welcome, man. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining in. It's been five five months 
since the last live stream almost. I think it's, yeah, very close to five months. Uh, I'm not, Yuval, is that how you pronounce your name? In the blue, speaking noise, let's pick ups. Do you know anything about uh, the Fernandez, the function pickup tech? No, no, I, I don't know that one. Um, interesting. I'll look it up in a sec. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't think I've heard of that. Um, uh, Rummy says, uh, and thank you, by the way, mate, I appreciate it. Uh, when recording two guitar bands, I noticed, oh, sorry, when recording two guitar bands, I noticed intonation issues. What's your approach to solve this in the studio? When recording two guitar, so are, are you saying that recording two guitar parts possibly um anyway so intonation is easily fixed you have to make sure that the tuning's the same open and on the 12th fret and that means you have to move wherever the saddle is either forwards or backwards slightly to compensate for whatever pitch it's off so if it could be either flat or sharp it just needs to be compensated slightly to find correct pitch intonation problems will drive you crazy if I know when I test guitars, there's some I never play up past the 12th fret. Sometimes when I borrow them or they're straight out of the box, I need a setup. But I'm like, I'll just make this work. It's already here. I don't want to drive back to the shop or, you know, send it back. I'll just see, try to make it work. And sometimes you're playing and you're like, why does this just sound out? Everything I'm doing past the 11th fret or wherever it kicks in sounds really bad. And then I play a D, open D chord and I'm like, oh, it sounds all right. <laughs> so that's usually when the intonation is out. Um, it, it's really easy to get it fixed. All you need is an Allen key normally for, or depending on what kind of bridge system you've got. Um, the easiest ones are like Les Paul style ones. You can just put in the tool and sort of move the saddle back and forth. Strat ones are fairly easy as well. They've got like a little screw at the back. You can tighten and move the, move the, um, the saddle back and forth, but it's worth doing if you're recording at all you shouldn't have intonation problems or you should at least you know make sure that it's as close as you can get it because if you go past a certain point it's going to sound out and then you have to compensate by bending differently and it messes you up so um, i would say just loosen the string off a little bit move it one way tighten it back up on the string see how if it's flat or sharp and then move it the opposite way to correspond for what you need to shift or where you need to shift um, I'm sure there's a, quite a number of uh, in, intonation help tutorials on YouTube or wherever where you can find information on that. It It isn't hard to do, but you just need the right tool. So just loosen the string off a bit. So, so maybe on some guitars you might not have to, but you could potentially break the string on the saddle if it's kind of one of those pointy ones. So um, yeah, just loosen it up, move it slightly, see if it's flat or sharp. So play an open string note, on the high E or whatever string it is, push down on the 12th fret. Don't do a harmonic either. I used to do harmonics, but they're not as, as accurate as actually pushing down the 12th fret and see if you're flat or sharp that way. And then you can adjust it that way. But yeah, make sure if you're recording, definitely have um, have that sort of stuff sorted out because it's a nightmare. This is coming from someone who's played hundreds of guitars and I've had all kinds of intonation issues on different demos and it can be a huge bummer. If it's workable, I'll just do it. But it, sometimes you're just like, oh, this is so far out. <laughs> mm. 
and nothing that you do will fix it, you know. Um, Phil says, a great Seymour Duncan single coil pickup is the quarter pounder tally neck pickup. Oh, there you go. I've got one in the LTD 400 hybrid. I know those quarter pounders are popular all across the board, right? Bass players love them and electric guitar players love them. I, I don't even know if I've actually played an electric guitar one of those before. So very cool. Um, oh, there you go. So the Xbox app has the uh, thumbs down. So that must be a specialized like Microsoft version of the app or something. That's cool. It just, yeah, I don't know. All right, well, we're going to check out before. We're going to have a look at... Uh... Oh, I was going to copy it across. Did I do it? Hang on, let's have a look. Let's have a look here. Let's see if we can find something interesting. How's the audio, by the way? Is it all good? No one's said anything, so hopefully it's all right. I did a quick test. Um... Ah, the function... Oh, man, I've done it again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Typing into some bloody... There we go. I'm back on Windows. It's been so long since I've used it. I'm an ex-Microsoft specialist, and I haven't used it for years. And I'm like, I've just reinstalled it. And I'm like, oh, man. I keep typing into the wrong thing. Um, uh, any other sites? I hate going to reverb. All right, let's have a look at this one. Uh, okay. Let's uh, make this a bit bigger. Does it say anything about the function thing? Oh, so it, is it the name of the actual guitar model is called that, right? The function, is it? Or is that something else I'm misinterpreting here? Either way, I mean, that looks pretty cool, man. Look at that. <laughs> it's uh 80s and ready to go it's uh gold oh, man i don't like those floyd rose things or whatever this contraption is down here you break a string i don't know i've never i've never really liked this whole floating kind of deal here but uh i mean otherwise it looks good it looks like a good guitar yeah very cool i don't have any further information <laughs> All right, let's go over here. Uh, one of my favorite strings. I'm still playing uh, Diodario 10 to 46. It's just they're the least expensive ones and they work. So I buy those. I used to buy the Yoni Ball ones a long time ago. Um, but then they finally made it their way over to sealed packs, which is a great upgrade over the old ones. So, you know, whatever's cheaper on the day, but Diodarios are still the way to go. You buy a three-pack for... Hey, Metalhead Hippie's here. Welcome, man. Yeah, the three... I usually get them in a three-pack or a five-pack or something like that normally. All right. Uh, flat fret forward. There you go. So easy. That's from Jacob. Awesome stuff. <laughs> Ross Helmet says new strings help. You don't buy new strings. When your strings are dead, you buy a new guitar. That's That's just how that works. Um, let me move this a little bit here. There we go. Audio 
sounds like uh, Galvin. <laughs> what is that? Um, I think they're thinking of the Fernandez sustainer. Okay. Hey, I think I caught up to the chat here. I probably missed a whole bunch of stuff. Sometimes it just scrolls down. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's how we do it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out. It's been an hour and a half or an hour and a... Yeah, hour and a half. So we might wrap it up. I'm going to timestamp this after the fact. Thank you, all the new channel members and all the super chatters and regulars and everyone who asked the question. I'll, I'll timestamp the most relevant parts after this. And um, yeah, I appreciate it. And yeah, in intonation issues aren't a huge problem to fix. So yeah, just, just have a look into it. If you own the guitar, for example, and the odds are you've got the tool for it, you'll be sorted out. Just give it a shot. You can't really break anything. So yeah, I think it'd be good. Um, all right. Thanks, guys. If anyone has any last questions, uh, let us know. But we may wrap this right up. Uh, Shane, ever check out Drumman Guitars from the UK? Just ordered a tally body. All right, we'll wrap it up with this one. We'll have a quick look at this. We'll go up to the search option this time because we haven't done that yet. Drumman Guitars UK. So we said. Let's have a look. Aluminium guitars. Okay. Ooh. These look pretty cool. Wow. So it's like a... Oh, yeah. It's some unique stuff going on. I mean, that just looks like pretty much a straight-up LP. And there's your thin-line Telecaster. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Some of these actually look pretty great. Yeah, that look cool. All right. I dig it. I mean, to me, that's just another LP, right? Or, a, or an LTD. But these... Oh, actually, the materials are different. Okay, fair enough. I'll give them... Oh, wow, okay. I, I, I kind of like that. I reckon that looks good. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Actually, this... I kind of like the green. <laughs> so... Play this green aluminium monster for the first time production we ever made. Okay, so they're all aluminium. Very cool. I thought that was just another, you know, mahogany body guitar when I first saw that. But that's awesome. At least, you know, it's good to see people doing something different. Uh, I hate to see what the uh, the tone would folks say about that. But you know what? I'm sure it'll sound great. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for hanging out. I appreciate it. I got more videos coming up. I'm going to start playing again, hopefully tomorrow. My arm's been out of action for a little while now, but um, we should be good. And now that I took the bandage off my head, I can film again without having to wear a hat or covering it up. But thank you. Thanks again for all the support. Thanks for hanging out. And we will catch you on the next live stream, which I'm going to probably schedule up sometime on the weekends because it's easy. And I'm going to bring the heater in next time because I'm freezing. All right, guys, take care. Thank you, everybody. And uh, if I missed your question, leave it on the replay on the regular chat section if you can. And I'll reply while I'm doing the timestamps. I'll catch you soon. Now I've got to work out how to turn this off.